Chapters 6 to 9 of the Book of Mark from the World English Bible. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Mark from the World English Bible. Chapters 6 to 9. Chapter 6. He went out from there. He came into his own country and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is the wisdom that is given to this man, that such mighty works come about by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? they were offended by him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour except in his own country and among his own relatives and in his own house. He could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. He marvelled because of their unbelief. He went around the villages teaching. He called to himself the Twelve, and began to send them out two by two, and he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them that they should take nothing for their journey except a staff only, no bread, no wallet, no money in their purse, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter into a house, stay there until you depart from there. Whoever will not receive you nor hear you, as you depart from there, shake off the dust that is under your feet for a testimony against them. Assuredly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. They went out and preached that people should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed many with oil who were sick and healed them. King Herod heard this, for his name had become known, and he said, John the baptizer has risen from the dead, and therefore these powers work in him. But others said, It is Elijah. Others said, It is the prophet, or like one of the prophets. But Herod, when he heard this, said, This is John whom I beheaded. He has risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent out and laid hold on John, and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias set herself against him, and desired to kill him, but she couldn't, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and kept him safe. When he heard him, he did many things, and he heard him gladly. When a convenient day had come, that Herod on his birthday made a supper for his lords, and the high captains, and the chief men of Galilee, and when the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod, and those reclining with him. The king said to the young lady, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He swore to her, Whatever you shall ask of me, I will give you, up to half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? She said, 
the head of John the baptizer. She came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, I want you to give me right now the head of John the baptizer on a platter. The king was exceedingly sorry, but for the sake of his oaths and of his dinner guests he didn't wish to refuse her. Immediately the king sent forth a soldier of his guard and commanded to bring John's head, and he went and beheaded him in the prison, and brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the young lady. And the young lady gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard this, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered themselves together to Jesus, and they told him all things, whatever they had done and whatever they had taught. He said to them, You come apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. They went away in the boat to a desert place by themselves. They saw them going, and many recognized him, and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them, and came together to him. Jesus came out, saw a great multitude, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd and he began to teach them many things. When it was late in the day, his disciples came to him and said, This place is a desert, and it is late in the day. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. They asked him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread? and give them something to eat. He said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go see. When they knew, they said, Five and two fish. He commanded those that all should sit down by companies on the green grass. They sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves and he gave to his disciples to set before them, and he divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were filled. They took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and also of the fish. Those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples enter into the boat and to go ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he himself sent the multitude away. After he had taken leave of them, he departed into the mountain to pray. When evening had come, the boat was in the midst of the sea, and he was alone in the land. Seeing them distressed in rowing, for the wind was contrary to them, and about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea, and he would have passed them by, but they, when they saw him walking on the sea, supposed that it was a ghost, and cried out, for they all saw him, and were troubled. But he immediately spoke with them, and said to them, Cheer up, it is I, don't be afraid. He went up to them into the boat, and the wind ceased, and they were very amazed among themselves, and marvelled, for they hadn't understood about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the land, to Gennesaret, and moored to the shore. When they had come out of the boat, 
immediately the people recognized him, and ran around that whole region, and began to carry around those who were sick on their mats to where they heard he was. Wherever he entered, into villages or into cities or into the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces, and begged him that they might touch just the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched him were made well. Chapter 7 Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eating bread with defiled, that is, unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews don't eat unless they wash their hands and forearms, holding to the tradition of the elders. They don't eat when they come from the marketplace unless they bathe themselves. And there are many other things which they have received to hold to, washings of cups, pitchers, bronze vessels, and couches. The Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why don't your disciples walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with unwashed hands? He answered them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honours me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For as you set aside the commandment of God, and hold tightly to the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and you do many other such things, he said to them, full well do you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honour your father and your mother, and... He who speaks evil of father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, If a man will tell his father or mother, Whatever you might have been profited by me is korban, that is to say, given to God, and you no longer allow him to do anything for his father or his mother, making void the word of God by your tradition, which you have handed down. You do many things like this. He called all the multitude to himself, and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing from outside of the man that going into him can defile him, but the things which proceed out of the man are those that defile the man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had entered into the house from the multitude, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Are you so without understanding also? Don't you perceive that whatever goes into the man from outside can't defile him, because it doesn't go into his heart, but into his belly and into the latrine, thus making all foods clean? He said, That which proceeds out of the man, that defiles the man. For from within, out of the hearts of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, sexual sins, murders, thefts, covetings, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within, and defile the man. From there he arose and went away into the borders of Tyre and Sidon, 
He entered into a house and wanted no one to know it, but he couldn't escape detection. For a woman, whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, having heard of him, came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by race. She begged him that he would cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, for even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. He said to her, For this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. She went away to her house, and found the child lying on the bed, with the demon gone out. Again he departed from the borders of Tyre and Sidon, and came to the Sea of Galilee, through the midst of the borders of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. They begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside from the multitude, privately, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephphatha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the bond of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke clearly. He charged them that they should tell no one, but the more he charged them, so much the more widely they proclaimed it. They were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak. Chapter 8 In those days, when there was a very great multitude and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to himself and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away fasting to their home, they will faint on the way, for some of them have come a long way. His disciples answered him, From where will one be able to fill these men with bread here in the desert? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. He commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves. Having given thanks, he broke them, and gave them to his disciples to serve, and they served the multitude. They had a few small fish. Having blessed them, he said to serve these also. They ate and were filled. They took up seven baskets of broken pieces that were left over. Those who had eaten were about four thousand. Then he sent them away. Immediately he entered into the boat with his disciples, and came into the region of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came out and began to question him, seeking a sign from heaven from him, and tempting him. He sighed deeply in his spirit, and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Most assuredly, I tell you, there will no sign be given to this generation. He left them, and again entering into the boat, departed to the other side. They forgot to take bread, and they didn't have more than one loaf in the boat with them. He charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. They reasoned with one another, saying, it's because we have no bread. 
Jesus, perceiving it, said to them, Why do you reason that it's because you have no bread? Don't you perceive yet, neither understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, don't you see? Having ears, don't you hear? Don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves among the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They told him, Twelve. When the seven loaves fed the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They told him, Seven. He asked them, Don't you understand yet? He came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him, and begged him to touch him. He took hold of the blind man by the hand, and brought him out of the village. When he had spit on his eyes, and laid his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. He looked up and said, I see men, for I see them like trees walking. Then again he laid his hands on his eyes. He looked intently, and was restored, and saw everyone clearly. He sent him away to his house, saying, Don't enter into the village, nor tell anyone in the village. Jesus went forth with his disciples into the villages of Caesarea Philippi. On the way he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am? They told him, John the baptizer, and others Elijah, but others one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. He charged them that they should tell no one about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke to them openly. Peter took him and began to rebuke him, but he, turning round and seeing his disciples, rebuked Peter, and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you have in mind not the things of God, but the things of men. He called the multitude to himself with his disciples, and said to them, Whoever wants to come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what should a man give in exchange for his life? For whoever will be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man also will be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Chapter 9 he said to them, Most assuredly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will in no way taste death until they see the kingdom of God come with power. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and brought them up onto a high mountain privately by themselves, and he was changed into another form in front of them. His clothing became glistening, exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. Elijah and Moses appeared to them, 
and they were talking with Jesus. Peter answered Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let's make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he didn't know what to say, for they were very afraid. A cloud came, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my beloved Son, listen to him. Suddenly, looking round, they saw no one with them any more, except Jesus only. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them that they should tell no one what things they had seen, until the Son of Man had risen again from the dead. They kept the saying, questioning among themselves what the rising again from the dead should mean. They asked him, saying, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He said to them, Elijah indeed comes first and restores all things. How is it written about the Son of Man that he should suffer many things and be despised? But I tell you that Elijah has come and they have also done to him whatever they wanted to, even as it is written about him. Coming to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes questioning them. Immediately all the multitude, when they saw him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, greeted him. He asked the scribes, What are you asking them? One of the multitude answered, Teacher, I brought to you my son who has a mute spirit, and wherever it seizes him, it dashes him down, and he foams at the mouth, and grinds his teeth, and wastes away. I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they weren't able. He answered them, Unbelieving generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I bear with you? Bring him to me. They brought him to him, and when he saw him, Immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground, wallowing and foaming at the mouth. He asked his father, How long has it been since this has come to him? He said, From childhood. Often it has cast him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out with tears, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a multitude came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him, and enter no more into him. Having cried out, and convulsed him greatly, it came out. The boy became like one dead, so much that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and raised him up, and he arose. When he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we cast it out? He said to them, This kind can come out by nothing, except by prayer and fasting. They went forth from there, and passed through Galilee. He didn't want anyone to know about it, for he taught his disciples and said to them, The Son of Man is delivered up into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, 
On the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand the saying, and were afraid to ask him. He came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house he asked them, What were you arguing among yourselves on the way? But they were silent, for they had disputed one with another on the way about who was the greatest. He sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If any man wants to be first, he will be last of all and servant of all. He took a little child and set him in the midst of them. Taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me doesn't receive me, but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone who doesn't follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he doesn't follow us. But Jesus said, Don't forbid him, for there is no one who will do a mighty work in my name and be able quickly to speak evil of me. For whoever is not against us is on our side. For whoever will give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you are Christ's, most assuredly I tell you, he will in no way lose his reward. Whoever will cause one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it will be better for him if a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed rather than having your two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire, where their worm doesn't die and the fire is not quenched. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life lame rather than having your two feet to be cast into Gehenna, into the fire that will never be quenched, where their worm doesn't die and the fire is not quenched. If your eye causes you to stumble, cast it out. It is better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into the Gehenna of fire where their worm doesn't die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, with what will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. End of chapter 9